Welcome to the Mike on Much podcast. I'm your host, Mike Veerman. We heard their friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman. We also have our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. And guys, this is a rare later night recording session. We record this at nine o'clock at night. We usually don't go this late. We usually try to do the morning or, you know, right around noon or something like that. But uh, I wonder if we're going to have like a late night vibe. How are you guys feeling? What are you doing at nine o'clock on a Monday night? I'm really tired, actually, because the band rehearsed today because we have three yeah. big shows coming up at Budweiser Stage. And it really works my brain in a particular kind of way that leaves me exhausted. Like, And, and it makes me question, like, do I work that hard most of the time? Because like, it only really experience it like, like this level of tiredness. Like I could fall asleep immediately. But then I listen to other people go like, oh, I'm so tired. But in the day, I just fall right asleep. And I'm like, I don't usually get that way. So maybe... Uh, what have you deduced, I, Max? Do you think you are a hard worker? I don't know. I think I think we've talked about this. On the, I'm a smart worker, I think. And then occasionally I have to really like use my brain. But you know what it feels like? You've been like working on a math problem all day or something yeah, like that? Brain work is hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, otherwise I'm feeling pretty good. What was it? Did you just take a shot of something, Shane? No, no, I'm drinking. Um, <laughs> Nine o'clock, baby. I'm drinking sake out of a Pirates of the Caribbean uh, shot oh, glass. You're into <laughs> sake? You are having a drink, though. Yeah, just a little drink of sake because my father-in-law, John, brought uh, sushi over and he likes to drink sake with his sushi. So Ooh. we were doing that. But he had some concerns over this dinner and he posed it like uh, like he didn't care. You know, but I know John, oh. and I think he does care. But he 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 was like, you know, the the cottage trip is not going to happen. Max has three shows; <laughs> he's going to be using this. He's like, I, and I don't care. He's like, and I don't care. It's not going to happen. It's fine. You know. He's like, but it's just not. Max isn't going to do it. So what do you what do you say to that? Listen, for our listeners, uh, what has happened offline so far is I threw a date into the group message. Uh, Shane asked Maxie, does that work for you? And we're still waiting on three dots. Oh, I didn't no see reply. that. When did you say that? When did you text that? I missed that. Sorry. Mm, mm. Did I just skip right over and get on to something else? Is that what I happened? Think, I think it hung there for a bit and then we went on to other pod business. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> Sorry, I must have missed that. If what you saw the tears in my father-in-law's eyes, you wouldn't... <laughs> You wouldn't be skipping text messages, Max. Now, what what do you say to John? Because I, I talked him basically off the ledge and I said, no, no, don't worry. Max will make it work. Max will make it work. But looking at your face now and the way your brain is working, mm-hmm. it looks like it. he was right, it looks like. No, 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 no. I want to do it. Hold on. Let me see what's up. Want um, seems like an operative word there. Well, here's the question. I guess I guess just in general, I mean, obviously you have these two shows, oh, now three shows. So in the, it's but since our last podcast, you've added a show. That's how popular these things are mm. at Bud Stage. They're happening, what are the dates? August- uh, 13th to 15th. So August 13th to 15th. Do you think it's feasible that we go up before or are you in rehearsal mode? No, up no, until- no, no, no. There's definitely time to do it before. It's just a matter of- um, of finding that that window, it'll be even if it's one night. Is that going to offend people if we go up one day and I have to leave the next day? No, one night with Max Kerman—that's like a week with a regular guy. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, and Shane, are you up there right now? No, I'm at my house. I'm just okay. waiting for the word from you guys when to head up. Mm. Yeah. And how flexible is your schedule? Like, do you like because you know everybody has a different type of sort of scheduling issues you know you guys have to work around your like your mm. your kids and your your partners and stuff i have a lot mm. of social engagements that i don't want to miss so everybody has like different things unfortunately we are very flexible so <laughs> it's like there's not a lot of excuses for you to come up with that would p- force us into a corner where we couldn't go mm, yeah okay. so yeah you tell me the date and we'll go unless 
you don't want to go, Max. And that's no, no, fine I too. No, that, it's okay. We're all friends here. You no, no, I absolutely busy, want to go. And it is just a matter of finding uh, the right night. Do so, you think uh, you'll have fun or is this an obligation that you just have to no, grin no, no, no. and bear it? No, no, no. I think I'll absolutely have fun. No, I'll absolutely have fun. It's going to be amazing. What are you kidding? Come on. Okay. Well, send good. me the date. And uh, okay. this could be a recurring bit if we never do it. We I just, like this. Yeah. No, no, I like this. This is good. I need these reminders though. I wouldn't take uh, anything personal when it comes to my uh, personal scheduling because it's uh, you know shoddy at best. People remind me like, oh, Max, remember that we're going to a cottage this week? Like that's what happened. Remember when I invited that's you guys to the cottage? That's the scenario right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that, no, yeah. honestly, that's what happened because I was just out in uh, Prince Edward County and I was reminded like the day before, hey, we're going to this cottage for the week. I was like, oh. For okay, the week? Cool. How They booked Max Kerman for the week? We, we can get you for one night. If we're well, it was, you, you told with us With a full open schedule. Yeah. It, 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 was, it was a Monday to Thursday, and, but it was a kind of a work thing because like the nut was there, uh, Ash was there, Nick and our band was there. Our buddy Brent. Uh, so it was sort of like we were working a lot, but then working also, on what? Of, oh, just like well, we were up there during the announce of the of the oh. of the show. And actually, you guys saw the live hit for everybody who listened Amazing. to the podcast last week. Yes. you guys said I should flex on camera. Yes, uh, and I did, and I made a little TikTok out of it. That was very good. It was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Did they I, think I, it was overly weird, or were they just like Max? No, a we got wacky. we got a note afterward going that was an amazing segment. More of that, please. Thank you oh, very much. Good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, th- that was very fun. He never uh, wears sleeves again in any interview. <laughs> <laughs> the Junos, sleeveless. That'd be cool. Oh, man, I'd like to get to a point where I'm doing that. Um, How was your weekend, guys? What did you guys get up to? Oh, man. You first, Mike. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with something not boring dad stuff. Uh, I, I don't know. It's funny. It, like that all does blend together. I, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, <laughs> ah, though, they were days the, those that were happened. Days of the weekend. Yeah. They, they went in that sequence, uh, this, this week, <laughs> nothing deviated from the day order. Uh, I can't, I cannot think, I, I know I did something on Saturday. I feel like I did something with, with like Winona. We were hanging out. Shit. <laughs> okay, this is Max, sad. Max, you're, you're, you're actually making me spin out now where I'm like, what are happening with my days? I spent them with my family and I can't mm. recall what the hell I did. I know I was supposed to go on a bar crawl, apparently in my honor. Um, <laughs> yes, and I was guilt tripped for not going on that trip. Uh, the, cause I haven't, you know, we had the contest. Last episode where who gets to hang with me first out out of my isolation and who gets to like share the first beer with me. And I guess word spread amongst the group. And um, this is the Sean Dawson. This is the deal. We so a bunch of us were sitting on a patio watching the Bucks game uh, uh, four. Oh, sorry, the Bucks game five. I, I can't remember if that was Thursday night or Wednesday night, but Dawson was there. DZ from Arkells was there. A couple dudes, Jules. And we were saying how Shane's back, baby. He's what now, once he's double vaxxed, he wants to hang. Which is true. And Sean Dawson was like, Saturday night, let's get a thing going. We'll all go out. And, and like the guys with kids are kind of like, eh, weekends are tough because you know, you, got, you don't want to wake up and be like a dirtbag dad on a Sunday morning hungover, sort of like ignoring your kid. You sort of want to be very present on the weekends when the kid's not in daycare or whatever. So we're, we're, but we're like, but for Shane, yes, we're going to do this. And he, Sean just literally hit, put the group like the next day, like Saturday's off. Shane doesn't party anymore. Something like that. Uh, or, oh no, Shane doesn't party on weekends. That was what, that was what we'd heard. And so me and Shane were in a different meeting this morning. I said, Hey, yeah, on the weekend, uh, I was gearing up, I was preparing for a Saturday and then you pulled the plug. And so I just, I stayed in and hung, hung. With the well, family. Sean was very passive aggressive with me and not to like air all my grievances here on the pod, but he, he was like, Oh, um, 
So we're doing it Saturday, Saturday day bar crawl. I get this message on Thursday morning and I'm like, well, that's tough with no notice. And he said, you have plenty of notice. And I'm like, I'm a father with two kids. This is two days notice. I need at least over a week. And he goes, fine. I'll just tell all the guys. uh, I won't put you in the message group with the guys and I'll just tell them that you're never going to hang again and nothing's changed. (laughs) I was like, what? This is so mean. (laughs) I was like, I and I circled. I send him a text back with the circled. Uh, tomorrow, which is the game six, of the NBA finals. I'm like, that's our night to party. We're going to party then. I'm like, call off work Wednesday. We're going to be really hung over and we're going to, you're going to be dead from laughter and uh, a hangover. <laughs> like, he didn't uh, like it. Well, so you bring up a great point, Max, you know, whatever happened on the weekend, it's in the past. Let's focus mm-hmm. on the future. Tomorrow is a Tuesday night. It is game six. Uh, the Bucks could win it all. The NBA finals. Shaney is coming out. He's making his debut back into proper society. Uh, are you going to dress up, Shane? I don't know what I'll wear. I'm definitely, you know, I'm excited and embarrassed to admit that I'm concerned about my appearance. I want to look cool for the fellas. <laughs> oh man, this is gonna, so. So we're going to start with a little, uh, a little patio action at Fisher's, and then we're going to mm. take it to, to my backyard, and we're going to watch this game. So Max, this is me extending an invite to mm. you. If you want to come into Hamilton and join the crew? I have a softball game tomorrow night. Uh, mm. it, sorry, life is full of choices. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Hey, um, that is a funny point that you, you you raised, Shane. In that, I feel like you know, back uh, in you know your single days, you everyone would have assumed that you were trying to dress up to look cool for you know potential you know young women that you wanted to you know impress. But I feel like a lot <laughs> of the times that was awkward. Um, yeah, searching for the word impress, <laughs> you know, young girls that you want to. <laughs> Impressed, <laughs> um, you know, back in your younger days. Yes. But, but I feel like half the time it's just you're trying to look cool for Greg Veerman. That's basically it, right? I want like, to look I cool most for all the Veermans. Like, yes. Well, Veermans and Sh- and Sean. Like basically, yes. it's like if you if you get a compliment from Greg or Sean, that kind of like makes your whole night. Yeah, right? you know, you want to look good. It's like mm-hmm. how did how did Greg and Sean sort of take the mantle of like sort of like tastemakers? Because Max, I feel like you lean, uh, you also like a Greg and Sean uh, uh, compliment. You, you'll reach out to oh. my brother sometimes for style stuff. Oh, all the time. Uh, did I tell you that I got got to party with your brother the other day? Did, was it? Do we talk about this on the pod? I don't think we. Did, no, you mean not since your party? You guys have gotten together since then. Yeah. So he came over. No, no. It was, it was sort of his like homecoming. You know, he came over to our, uh, Mike was my there place. though. Yeah, I was there. Oh yeah, Mike was there. <laughs> we did a whole segment on the pod on this. <laughs> oh did we God. talk about this? Yeah, I guess you are pretty aloof, Max. So if oh, father-in-law oh John is listening, take no offense when oh, this my never happens you know in the cottage. You know what's funny? Okay, get this. So today I was... <laughs> That's wild. We literally... There, there's a there's audio that exists of us describing this night and how much fun we had. <laughs> okay. Okay, this morning I I had to go bore my parents' car because that's what I do, and I said to <laughs> this guy does he sells out three nights at Bud Stage and he's talking about boring his parents' car. You are an amazing, you are an anomaly in every sense of the word. Uh, so, go on. So, so I, I'm just hanging out with them on their front porch before I steal their 2010 Subaru, and um, I say to them, "Oh hey, um, I saw Kai uh, in the park uh, on Friday." And Kai is my sister's kid, and he's at summer camp at the park. And and I was like, and I was like, I said, I waved to him, and he saw me. He said, oh, "There's Uncle Max. He seemed like he was having like a good time. He's like six, so I just was like, wanted to tell this cute little story." My parents go, "Uh, he wouldn't have been there on Friday. Like he just started camp, <laughs> uh, like today." And I was like, 
oh, that happened an hour ago. It wasn't on Friday. Like we're recording this. On, we're recording this on Monday, by the way. It happened an hour before I saw my parents, and I was like, yeah, it happened. Uh, I think on Friday. <laughs> like, what is going on? But it was an hour ago. What do you think that is, Max? Do you, have you always been kind of scattered that way, or do you think you're just overloaded with sort of like the shows and all of the moving parts and building the set and all that? You know stuff? what? I think this is the issue: is that I hang out with Ash so much, and she retains all my information, so I know I don't need to do it anymore mm. because I'm around her so often. And so whenever I need to remember anything, she 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 has incredible recall. I, if I wasn't hanging out with Ash as much then I probably wouldn't have to remember Then I'd probably have to remember way more things, but because I just know I have this, like this computer basically who yeah. remembers literally everything. Then I just don't, I have rem- another theory anything. though too, because mm-hmm. you're in the mode right now where you need to remember lyrics that you haven't yes. had to remember in so long. It's pushing other memories out of your brain. It's true. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go with that one. Are there anything like, is there anything that could happen though that would actually really stick in your mind? Like maybe like a Michael Caine impression or something that would. <laughs> yeah, apparently it was very re- funny. It was very funny the last pod, but then it gets forgotten this pod. Hold on. D- did we. I said, did I say I was going to post it? I don't you think did. we did anything to promote the latest episode, which JR oh, also appeared on. That's yeah, well, my bad. Well, That's Erica was going to, we we mentioned Erica cutting like a uh, a segment of us asking you to wear the sleeveless shirt on CP2 for interview. Oh, yeah. And then the photo of the interview. So mm. we got to post something. And this a Michael Caine imitation we have to put up there. That's going to kill. Oh, mm. did, did I play it for you? Maybe I'll just give a little tease here. Oh, we're going to do the audio right here on this pod? Yeah, we'll do the audio right here on the pod. I'm uh, just pulling it up right now. I've read a few messages, people saying they really loved that episode, too. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah. Just said how hilarious it was in my, uh, yeah, father-in-law John said it was one of the best ones, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man. Really? Something. Where are we here? Well, thank you for, as Max searches for this, uh, this is a good opportunity to thank everybody who listens to this podcast and uh, yeah, people who comment and rate and all that stuff. I'm so bad at the business of this stuff. I like, I feel like like many, many episodes, like 200 episodes ago, we used to always be, it would, they'd always be pushing us to be like, we got to ask people to comment and rate. And do you guys do that on Family Tree? Are you guys very I good try. about that? You guys are good, much better. The more you beg though, sometimes they resist, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, I can't seem to, what day was it? The 10th? What are you looking for right now? Michael Caine impersonation? Yeah. Oh, play okay. it. Yeah, let's play it on the pot. Go into the Wobbly Moon Boys group and then go to the media and then you'll see oh, who okay. sent it. There we go. Because go, I put it in there. Wobbly Moon Boys. I'm not in on that inside joke. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So I'll just give a little quick background on that. Are we going to do the impression? Because this is kind of yeah. interesting. Okay. Impression first, segment. then background. Yeah. Here we go. This is me secretly recording Mike out along uh, at the picnic table. Here we go. All right. Have you ever noticed <laughs> that the right thing to do and the hard thing to do are usually the same thing? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Oh, my God. Okay, uh, what movie is that from, Max? Oh, I have no idea. Matt Shaney, do you know? The Weatherman. Yes, sir. Uh, there you go. But it was it, it, we were discussing something with the group and some you know people were it wasn't out of nowhere. It was in relation to what was being discussed as a friend was trying to make a hard decision and we were all discussing that and then I was like, "Oh, it reminds me of the Michael Caine thing." And everyone's like, "Okay, let's do it." And that's why you heard the cheering at the end of that. I got, I just love hanging with the guys, man. Oh, it's always nothing great. like it. Well, it's, 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 it, some would say it's unforgettable unless you're Max, but, um, <laughs> the, uh, 
so the Wobbly Moon Boys. So this uh, this message group that we're in, which it's also funny that Max somehow has grandfathered into this group mm-hmm. because this group started uh, early in the pandemic and it was called Backyard Boys. And basically the only way you could be in this group if you were someone who had a backyard that would be in the rotation for like hosting to like we were because the NBA playoffs were ha- the bubble playoffs were happening. So at that point, Max's backyard was heavily in the rotation. My backyard, whatever, you, you know, the guys that have backyards all around downtown Hamilton. But then it's changed so many other times. Like, and I was just saying to Danny the other day, like it became like, what, what it was like phase three boys because we were mm-hmm. all of a sudden phase three for the lockdown stuff. And then it was like, it just got named so many different times that I actually get confused now when a message comes from the group. Yeah. So Sean changed it again, like a week ago to Wobbly Moon Boys. And the reason it's that name is because we were we were talking about this report, which I, I'm surprised we actually I should have put this in the group for 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 a pod topic. But essentially, the moon they've discovered that the moon has on its rotation has actually picked up this weird hitch, like it's like this 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 wobble that it has started to do. That because of this, it's going to change or it is changing the Earth's gravitational pull. Or there's something scientific going on where essentially by the 2030s, coastal towns are going to be flooded. And underwater, oh, like this so is that's a, the reason that they should be concerned. Is that I didn't realize? It was, yes. No, no, but like because I thought it's something to do with global warming or something like that. Yeah, no, 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 no. I I thought you were going somewhere else when you said that's the reason. I thought you were going to make a joke about us naming the group. I didn't know you were actually. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. No, hundred no. um, percent. No, so like we ended up discussing this, and then we kind of got in this heavy. You know, everyone thinks the champagne boys just want to like drink and make jokes, but like we're all sitting there like during game uh, five of the finals, like on this patio talking about this like this moon wobble, and Mike like DZ was going on about um, um, what did he call them? Uh, uh, climate. Uh, refugees. Oh, there was a mm. word for it, but basically the idea that Canada is almost like perfectly situated in the event of like global warming becoming more and more devastating, that people will push more up north as it becomes too hot down south, and we're basically going to have like these sort of. Um, DZ had an interesting word for it, but we're just talking about sort of what happens and as the you know the world collapses, we kind of got heavily into that. But it all started with this basically moon wobble that is going to cause these coastal cities to flood. Uh, I don't know the name of the article, but you could easily Google it. But it's, yeah, this report came out like last week. So anyway, that's now the name of our fucking, our, uh, our backyard boys group. But Shane, I got a feeling after tomorrow night, Tuesday night. You're getting an invite. Game six. You're going to be in that, sh- that group chat. I'd love to be in it. Are, <laughs> will, are, are you actually going to be there, Max? Because I have a feeling that you might just be saying you have baseball. What, tomorrow night? Yeah, you're going to show up. No, no, I can't be there tomorrow Shane. night. Oh, oh, no, no, I'm not going to be there. Nah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I told Sean to message you. I go, Max loves you, Sean. He'll do anything you say. And he goes, yeah, I think I've taken on like a brotherly role to Max. And I'm like, I think it's more sexual than that. <laughs> well, do, you find, do you feel the sexual tension between Sean and I? I feel something's going on, yes. Oh, yeah. He's also just like <laughs> he's so handsome, but he also feels very safe. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, no, like, like yeah, if you were yeah. with them in some dangerous situation, you feel on, like he like could he'd handle protect it. you. Yes, yeah, he did protect Mike and I once. He did actually in Amsterdam. He he managed to fight off a couple of uh, Dutch soccer hoodlums as yes. we jumped into the back of a car. Yeah, soccer hoodlums that were ready to kill us, and Sean took the brunt of the punches so we could jump into the cab. Uh, I don't know if we've ever told that story, but anyway, you and Sean. And, and actually, and sometimes he'll send me Snapchats of him working out. And I'm just like, okay. he, he still has it. He still has it. You know? 
Well, he's he's one of those guys too. Like, there's some dudes that are just <laughs> going to uh, age well. Like he's uh, he's been like a man since he was like 21. So he's yeah. just gonna it's gonna look good on him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah. Right, well, okay. So so but as far as like <laughs> aging, you know, we're, none of us are spring chickens anymore. Who do you think will age well into a man? Do you think mm. we'll, you know? Because it's like we're, I think all three of us are somewhat boyish or were obviously what do you mean uh, rephrase that question we age into a man what, what do you mean like i'm like saying like you know some people ate wear their age well you mm. know what i'm saying like it's like it's like as you approach like 50 like like i think shane's uh uh father-in-law john i think mm. he's like a, he's he's a, he's a good looking man he's aged well i think jay kelly man. i mean that's that's an obvious and peak i mean we're just basically talking about our hot friends at this point that's well, what i'm saying jay, between us sean three, i'm talking oh, about the people oh, that between, the, uh, the listeners oh. know I was at a bachelor party or something once. We were, I was at a strip club at a bachelor party, and uh, <laughs> one of the strippers came up to me and said, you're going to be a very good-looking older man. Mm. Wow. And strippers never lie. No, no. not at all. There's <laughs> no. not like a- but, but think about it. If she was wanting to lie, she would say, you're just a very good-looking man and then want my money at that moment. But mm. it's almost insulting in the moment because it's like, what? I'm not good looking now. I gotta wait 20 years. But as the years go <laughs> by, the that only person who no. could twist that compliment into something insulting to you. you Maybe she was there. working like a like a long term play. Like she hoped to retain your business <laughs> yeah. as you mm. aged into your good looking. It'll older be back. Self. <laughs> That's a future regular. <laughs> that wedding ring did not stay in there. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that compliment always uh, stuck with me. But yeah, I guess answer the question, Max. Oh, who? Oh, good question. Because I have similar questions okay, near the end of the you know what? Episode. Mm, I, like um, I think, well, I mean, a lot of this obviously has to do with just like your personal, like, you know, your diet and your physical exercise. Like that has a lot to do mm. with, you know, like what your bod looks like. And yeah, I'm feeling skin. attacked. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but where, where I was actually going to go with this is that um, you have uh, seemingly defeated all that, Mike, despite <laughs> your diet and your drinking, because you you have that boyish charm, and and you know mm. uh, our beloved Roy Boy, he yes, he he looked he had an amazing bod, you know, he at did. the age of sixty one or sixty two, um, and. Yeah, so I don't know. I think you you have I, okay. Here's the thing: you have the most potential, Mike. You have the highest upside. Mm. Um, this is the pep I'd, talk I need. See, you have the highest upside. So if this is like a draft, I think you'd be the number one draft. If we're like, here's a project, but he, like his ceiling is like Kobe mm. Bryant, right? Mm. Um, but is he gonna put the work in? But is he gonna put the work in? And mm. then there's someone like Shane who is, I think, more vain and more insecure, which leads to greatness. I think so. <laughs> Um, so this is a backhanded compliment, Shane. By the way, um, more but vain I think and more insecure. Hmm. so. You're more vain and you're more insecure than I think. I'm I think just as vain as Mike, but probably <laughs> more insecure by a little bit. Yeah, which will make you no. But I don't think Mike's that insecure, really. Though, like Mike is like doesn't give a shit. Mike's like, yeah, sweet. This is like, this is who I am. This is great. I'm having a great time. Like Shane, you will want to like. Like what will happen was you'll be you'll be at the fucking grocery store when you're like fucking forty nine, and Alex will set some sort of jealousy trap. She'll start hitting on like the fucking dude to the cashier who's like twenty two, and you, and you'll be like you'll you'll go crazy, and you'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm a better bod than him, and then you'll spend the next fucking six weeks doing fucking push ups and sit ups. Max, your no, theories are the best. The way you don't know me is hilarious. 
Alex knows so much better than to do that stuff now. We ironed out all these problems within like our first two years of marriage. Oh, but it's not like she can't drop it back in when she wants you to lose 10 pounds when you're 48 or something like that. She knows how she knows how to work you, you know? Come on. These theories. Okay, so what's the answer then? So I'd say... Um, well, you didn't do yourself. You got to assess yourself as you, as you, mm-hmm. you draft. Ah, like, good question. Uh, I think my, my dad's uh, like, I think, uh, like a handsome older dude. Um, I, I mean, I wish I kind of had like broader shoulders and like and a little more discipline. I'd say, here's what I'd say. I'm firmly number two. Uh, and I don't know who's first and who's going to be third, though. This kind of mm. depends on you two. So I will be number mm. two. And so you're saying you have to wait to see what actually transpires rather than make a prediction. We'll check back in 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 20 years. Okay, I like it. But you're definitely not going to be the worst. I'm not going to be the absolutely not going to be the worst because I have to I have to be rocking stages well into my late 50s or that is true, right? His livelihood depends on on, it does his physical fitness, being able to run around that stage, give the people what they want, which is a damn show. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I don't think. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting photographs. We're doing videos. You know, I think there's too much on the line for me to really let You don't go. think our future, we could have great success like you, Max? Is it done for us? Should we just wrap up our dreams? <laughs> oh, I told us. you we're working on a sketch show, right? Yeah, man. That could be very <laughs> fortuitous for us. I'm just saying right in the moment. That's in my personal thing. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, speaking of getting photographed <laughs> and appearances, Maxi, uh, we've discussed your hair getting longer and mm-hmm. longer. Uh, those ears, good- yeah. Our good friend Dan Hamilton posted a photo today of you and my brother and our friend AJ. And it was like, a, it was a joke about three men and a baby. It was like his dog when his dog was a pup or whatever. But I didn't realize it was a throwback. And I thought you, I thought you cut your hair. I was uh, like, I was like, oh shit. I was like, he cut it for the bud stage. Cause it was back to like tight on the sides, the back and the top. But apparently it was from like, no, was, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to leave this going for bud stage. I think it's the moment in time and uh, we'll be able to look back on this show when I had long hair. So I don't know how long I'll leave it. It's getting a little crazy in the back, but I think we can work around that. Oh, also, you know what? I never got back to you because I was busy doing something. And I don't know if I can talk. I can probably talk about this, but I've heard the record. You sent mm. me the record. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it on the podcast. Yeah, and you, you, said, you said, let me know what you think. And I actually never got back to you in text because I got busy and got doing some shit. Mm-hmm. It's a great record. It's a really ah, fucking great record, man. Honestly, me. like, are you are you happy? And it, it feels like a, it's. And what triggered that was you said this is a moment in time, you know, like with mm-hmm. your hair and sort of what this pandemic and all this stuff and, and and where you're at as a songwriter in your life. But that's what the album feels like to me. And I'm sure we'll do a whole episode on the podcast. Yeah. But I wanted to tell you that because I hadn't told you that yet. Oh, thank I, you. I know I could have off air, but. Um, well, am I not we, a part of this moment in time? Because I never received this text. Is this a wobbly <laughs> pop boys or whatever the fuck they're called? Moon. I asked. No, no, you, no, no. This was a personal For thing. The record. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, I did ask just, I'll, I'll send it to you. No problem. Okay. Um, what, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, we should. Actually, this kind of relates. Um, oh, what was my. I had, a, I had a point. Oh, it was with strippers. That's what I was going to say. I was like, what is my. <laughs> really? Do you right back around to what matters? What does this relate to? Oh, strippers. No. Um, the uh, I saw Zola, the, the this new A twenty four movie, yeah. based on the the the, the, the on the, the Twitter thread, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh right, yeah. And and it was really it's it's really good. I recommend it. Um, in theaters and, or is it on? Yeah, in theaters. Let, let yeah, our I, listeners know what that is exactly, like the Zola thing. Or do you um, want me to do it? Yeah, you do it because, and I don't want you to give away much. As Michael Caine, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in a very short sort of explanation, yeah, because I knew one- nothing about it. Nothing. You didn't even know about the Twitter thread before you went in. I knew there was a Twitter thread, and that is all you I forgot knew. about it, though. Yeah, 
Yeah, or maybe I read a whole article about it and yeah. forgot about it. <laughs> there, there was this, this Twitter thread that went super viral a couple years ago where this, this stripper basically was asked to like go on a road trip with another stripper to go do some work, I think, in Florida or something like that. And she basically started live tweeting the events of the night as they were happening in real time, whether they're true or not, embellished all this. This was always this was up for debate afterward, but it went like supernova in a viral sense uh, because the, the, the night went so insane. So somebody optioned this and made it into a movie, and that is Zola. Yeah, so, 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 yeah. and it's kind of wicked and it kind of reminds me of an, the article that you put in the group, something we could talk about, how these, yeah. do you want to explain this article and then I'll get to my uh, angle? Sure. Here. So I was, uh, I was reading the news as I do throughout the day and uh, there was this piece on CNN.com uh, with the headline, I thought it was interesting, three women said they found out they had the same cheating boyfriend so they converted a school bus and went on a road trip. So it's this kind of inspiring story about some jerk that uh, was dating multiple women at the same time. They found out about each other, but instead of sort of like um, uh, attacking one another and sort of being at odds, they decided to band together and they formed this bond sort of on the, they bought this bus, they found out that they all wanted to travel, they restore the bus, they put it together, it takes the months, and then now they can go across America in this bus and Basically, what I said in the group was because uh, because Max was like, well, what's like, this is great, but what's the angle? And essentially, I just said, and I'm going to read it verbatim in the group. I said, someone is going to make this into a fictional Netflix show. If I were an exec, I'd be optioning it right now. Cast three of whoever the next Shailene Woodley's are. You have the first episode focused on this great couple, Shailene, and like a charismatic Timothy Chalamet type. End of episode one reveals that he's cheating, the whole deal, that there's other girls. The next two episodes are the three girls connecting and bonding. They restore the bus as a metaphor for their healing. Then we get a road trip show with three charismatic ladies for the next few episodes. They meet boys, they bond, big philosophical conversations on top of the bus at night under the stars, middle America. And then season one ends with the revelation that Shailene Woodley character has started secretly talking to Chalamet again. The other two girls are like, oh, how could you betray us? And that's the great cliffhanger to go into season two. I can picture that totally. And it would be this huge hit TV show, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I was like, I literally, I messaged uh, a friend of ours, like who works uh, in high up in television. And he was like, you should reach out to these ladies and actually try to option their story. Like just like, offer them, you know, some money and option it. But I was like, and I literally like today was Googling, how do you cold call someone to, uh, to, to option a story? <laughs> one option. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, and then I like even looked up the author and I was like, there's no way that Mike from Canada is going to get this story. Like, honestly, I would be shocked if this is not like a, a, a thing on Netflix or Prime or Hulu in two years from now. Okay. So w- why this is connected to Zola uh, in my mind is that it's just a moment in time, right? And what makes Zola interesting, it's like 150 tweets in a row, basically talking about like a two or three day th- trip that uh, this stripper went on. And I was wanting to ask you guys if you could pick like one night in your life to be documented or like a road oh, trip or a thing. I yeah. think that would be very interesting to think about. It's like, what is it? What is the thing that sort of like blew your mind or just like kind of had all the ingredients of like a great story? And if there's something about the road trip element that I think is important and interesting. Uh, and I feel like we've all been on like interesting road trips. And also it's like, Shane, it feels like, you know, back in your glory days, you'd always almost get into a fight or something like that. Or you'd Shane just made off. a look. Shane just made a look <laughs> as, as, if, as if to say, I'm, I'm in my glory days right now, yeah. motherfucker. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. It's like everything's it done because I'm not in a band. Back when Shane existed. Yeah, um, Max, I'm still out here doing stuff, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but it's the but glory I was days thinking, now. No, okay. So yeah. Shane, I want to start with you. Yeah. Uh, can you? And this doesn't have to be some great epic tale, but can you think of like what would be like a fun movie where it's like a night out where stuff happened, um, and who would play you in the movie? 
Okay, well, definitely Zach Braff would probably play. Do they mm. have to be young, though? It's a good like, question. Does it have you, to be I, mean, you, I guess you could say Zach Braff circa 2001 or something like that, but you could Yeah, I feel it. like he could play me. Dak Shepard could obviously play me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's cast one of those guys, uh, depending on who's available. And, yeah, then <laughs> I, I, I did. I, I talk about this so often, though, is the night my mom's cheating boyfriend, and I filmed mm. I filmed that whole thing unfold, and I made a documentary about it, and it kind of, like, blew up in a weird way. But, yeah, that, that could be a movie. It was interesting in, like, an American Pie-esque meets that other movie, Project X. Mm. They, it, it's kind of a combination of those two. I feel like you could make it a feature-length, not-documentary-type movie. Yeah, I think like a, yeah, you what's like a hundred, what's like a an hour and a half of like fun, like just like fun, youthful shit, right? Like Mike, do you, anything come to mind where you're like, and even if it's something like, okay, we road trip to Philly, we watched a basketball game, then we met some girls or whatever it is. Like, is there, is there anything that like sticks out to you? Like even in your band days, it's, it's like when, when you were touring um and you oh, by the yeah. way we we could abbreviate some of this where it's like you know like the events have been fictionalized or rearranged in order like you know when they oh, put totally them and so it's I, like you know i like the idea of um before you begin of the tour uh you guys were on and and the nut left in the middle of the night like that's totally. a scene right there right oh uh, totally anyway, carry on. oh no 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 i mean there's lots like we almost, we almost died like we spun our tour van out and literally thought we were going to die like it was like it was like a a 10 second spin out and we ended up in a ditch and then like um a transport truck like went boom, right, right, like it couldn't stop. So and it was like a crazy snowstorm and it missed us by like maybe like a half foot. Like the 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 front of our van, which was like the nose was sticking out as the rest of us in the trailer were in the, the ditch. But that's that spinning in that moment, like definitely thought we were going to die, all of us. Um, but that's like that could be one scene in like a tour story. But I was saying to Danica, like this is one of the things I've, I'm so sort of grateful for is like you know. Uh, to Shane's point, we're all doing stuff now. It's very relevant, but I feel like it's been such a rich, like I, I feel like I have so many memories. I've forgotten so many weird, crazy, fun things uh, that a lot of people don't even get to do. Like how many trips have we been? How many weird club? Like, Cuomo we could be a funny oh. movie, just like a comedy <laughs> movie. Three, we could pick three of the bachelor parties. That would be their own story. You know what I mean? And that doesn't even include all this other stuff, but for this specific exercise, what came to my mind was I used to tell this story when I was younger. So when I was like 16 or 17, maybe 16, we all went down to Pier 4 here in Hamilton and they used to do fireworks every like July 1st for Canada Day or whatever that was. You, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right, that Shane? was awesome like, Everyone would go yeah. down there. So my like high school crew, like my little buddies, like we were like, there was seven of us and we're all down there and there's like it's so packed on that there's all sorts of groups but we're like we're from the west mountain we're like downtown at pier four and there was these guys down by like the boat at this like this sort of like boat park thing that all everybody's hanging out at and they were kind of like i guess looking at us they're probably looking for trouble and so my one buddy sean was like what are they looking at and like some of my friends were kind of like they fancy themselves more tough like i was kind of like ah geez what are we gonna do like are we gonna like and then sean goes over and says some shit and then those guys say some shit back and it kind of gets like that but then it, it nothing happens those guys go away but then they come back with about like 20 other dudes and we see them walking towards us from like 20 yards away. So then we're like, we got to go. So we start like walking uh, up Bay Street to try and just like get away from this thing. But these guys are like, they're following us. They're like 20 feet behind and they eventually get up and they kind of envelop us and they start being like, oh, so t- you're not tough now, right? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they start kind of like kicking my one friend's heels as he's walking, my friend Lee, and then he starts moving. And then basically 
they start pummeling the guys in the back. So like I start getting hit and I just like kind of like turtle and like block my face. And my other buddy, Jay Alexander, he ends up with me. So me and him, we get passed by the crowd after we both get kind well, I kind of get pummeled and then Jay kind of like comes out from behind, like a, he managed to avoid it. And the group kind of kept going and like attacking our friends. But basically the reason, I'm not going to do the whole story, but essentially our group broke up into to groups of two, like as we like either fought back got beat up or got separated because it was so dense so me and my buddy jay alexander had our story another two guys had their story another two guys had their story but the whole thing ended with my buddy sean who'd started the fight basically he didn't he didn't end up getting hit by anybody and called a bunch of guys when he was walking up the mountain he's like that was pretty crazy guys right like he he basically avoided all the trouble somehow he like <laughs> literally got out of dodge at the right time and after like some guys got it worse than others and blah, blah, blah. And these downtown dudes really like did a number on us. Uh, Sean evaded everything, even though he was the one that went over and started the whole thing because these dudes were looking <laughs> at us. But like there were like there were like knives involved and like oh, wow. dudes getting chased and then hiding. And like the story used to be really sprawling. So when I used to tell it when I was like 17 or 18, it used to be like a party trick. I would tell this story and people like knew the characters. So it was like I could see that being like a, it happened in one night. It's kind of like that movie Judgment Night, essentially. Sure, but sure. With so would this be like a scary movie, Mike? Like, it would be scary, would be the, but like the, the genre. It's it would all be scary, like super but, bad type of. Scary yes, though, yeah, right? it'd be yeah. fraught with comedy because like the stakes are like they feel heavy for a sixteen-year-old, but then ultimately it's just like you, you know, it's like a little scuffle where you kind of get your head knocked around a couple times, and then it is what it is. But I remember being terrified. Like I was like, I'm going like this is this is bad. Someone's gonna like stick a knife in my gut. What about our trip to Cuba though, Mike? That was pretty fun. <laughs> with- <laughs> Absolutely, I we used to have stories about that. I know what you're talking about. Yes, in some ways, it's responsible for starting this podcast because you were telling the story so often when we got back from Cuba of all the wild shit that was going on yes. that Max I was recognizing uh, no, no shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like I remember enjoying and the food was terrible yeah but, and, really but no no this is you weren't on the trip Max oh this is just Mike and I this went is... on a trip just oh, to Cuba just just, uh, yes, and when he yes, got yes, back yes. from the trip he would retell the story and you would just be listening and you'd be like Mike you need a podcast you need to oh, like have yeah. a microphone because all these people like uh there's a lot of people on bachelor parties go to Cuba and both the brides to be ended up <laughs> cheating on their husbands to be on the trip and we were oh, yeah, because you were friends with two separate bachelorette parties. We right? made friends with yeah. like everybody on the resort. So we basically <laughs> got to observe the insanity of all these people cheating and ruining their marriage or their future marriages. And it was just madness. And there was so many moving parts to the trip and then people oh, the, getting caught the one part and drama in the lobby. That I remember now, I do I do recall that basically there was like a trio bachelorette party and then but the and the bride to be who was cheating her one of her bridesmaids was the sister of the husband the sister-in-law to be yeah it's her sister it's yeah. like you can't do that <laughs> so as so she's stupid. as she's cheating on her husband to be the sister-in-law to be walks in on the coitus oh, oh, and yes. flips out and they have the flight back home the next day. Then they're like wildly hungover. It's it's like what like two in the morning, and they have to. It's like lobby called yes. six a.m. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's the story. Yes, and just like them awkwardly sitting on the steps waiting for the bus to come at this like all inclusive. Uh, oh god! And we had made friends with everybody, so we're getting intel via text all and the email stories. about what's going on on the plane and how <laughs> awkward that trip is. Did I you still add follow them to Facebook? Oh, all on Facebook, all on Are they Instagram. together? Is there, are they also together? I, they went through with it. Yes, they, they got did. married. Wow. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, they got married, and and the sister was at the marriage. No smiles in any of the photos, though. Mm. See, that's interesting because I think the reason why this movie is maybe slightly too depressing for me is that it's just kind of depressing. Well, I think here's the thing. Why it's a comedy, though, Max, is Mike and I are the main characters in this. Mm. And we're just oh, witnessing all mm. these wild things happen. So it's it's almost like a swingers type movie. And Mike's definitely John Favreau and I'm definitely Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yes. No, actually, yes. you know what? If it's told through your lens, because you have sort of compassion for everybody, you humanize everybody. Because even though, you know, some people are doing some unsavory things, you at least you're like, oh, no, they're kind of decent, but maybe just a little confused or, or whatever. Like you can you can give complexity to each character just through your lens, not just like, oh, that that person did a bad, terrible thing. But if you saw the way it was happening, happening, it was done in a very comedic way. Like everything was so blatant and it almost didn't even seem like these were real people in a way. <laughs> and they kind of aren't because like you met them for like five days and then you yeah. never saw them again. Yes. You know, they, they, they like fell into your life and then that was it. There was actually there was. So when everybody gets back to everybody becomes Facebook friends on these things or whatever. And Shaney, do you remember there was like at one point they wanted to like do a meetup. They wanted to do a yes. reunion with everybody in Toronto, <laughs> at like downtown yes. Toronto. Like, Let's all get together and hang out. And <laughs> We would have gone for drinks, but I think we were shooting or something. For some reason, we couldn't be there. Or maybe I, I can't remember, but I just. We were we drinking didn't. somewhere close to them, but we weren't as deeply entrenched with the group <laughs> as they were with each other. Like, you know what I mean? We didn't want to keep yeah. that thing going outside of Cuba in the same way that they did. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I yeah, that was that. a fun time. Like a lot of stuff happened there, like longer than this, like so That's much stuff. That's the tip of the iceberg. Podcast. Yeah. And we give, give me one more other detail. Just cause it's- oh, Shane, what was the name of the dude that spoke like seven languages and was the mayor of the resort? And he was kind of like, we d- he was like, <laughs> oh my God, what we, we didn't know if he was into the girls or the guys. And, but he was, yeah, <laughs> very charismatic, like g- great guy, very funny, uh, kind of the mayor of the resort and, and sort of like a, a gatherer of people. He's a great Facebook follow because he had like no hair on that trip. But now he has like this <laughs> full Elvis quaff that's clearly just a wig placed atop his head. 100%. <laughs> oh, really? yeah. oh, it's oh, like yeah. stitched in. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. And he's got no shame about it. And he's just, yeah, he's always out running, like doing jogs in downtown Toronto. And everyone loved this man inexplicably. Like he knew every <laughs> single person in every single language known to man. Spoke all these things. Speedos, always speedos on the yes. beach. And at the pool, <laughs> just wanted to have a great time. Uh, he was a laugh. And do you remember the, uh, the the soldiers from, uh, where the hell were they from? They were really good looking dudes. Oh, yeah, yeah. One guy looked like a really hot, like young Adam Sandler type guy. Oh. And the other guy follows me. He messaged me the other day, actually. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, he was in like the Swiss Army. And Swiss one, Army. And all, one, and one. Oh, oh, remember? And I wanted to make a reality show about these three good looking guys. Yes. I was going to call you, it Swiss Army Life. Yes, that, and they love that. Yeah, Swiss, then, Army Swiss Army life. Yeah, yeah, the Swiss Army life. I got really drunk one night and I was trying to like, you know how I, back in the day, back when I was like really living life, I used to um, <laughs> like kind of tease people when I was drinking or make fun of them in like a loving way. But some people would get very agitated with me. Mm-hmm. But I, I put my armor, I was teasing these guys all night and I put my armor around them. I'm like, I'm just as good looking as you guys. <laughs> and then everyone started howling. Like everyone just started laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> And it was so hurtful to hear those laughs. They were like models, though. They yeah. were all three of them were like ridiculously good looking. Oh, wow. It was kind of annoying, too, because there was there was like those. Were, they were you guys single on this trip, by the way? Yeah. 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 Okay. 
<laughs> so, which, so it was hard to like you go to the pool and it's like where were, the, where were those three girls from was it i like Holland? the idea of mike and i just being allowed to go on a vacation if we were married or In something relationships? Or, yeah. <laughs> no mike and i are going on a trip what's it for nothing just going on vacation <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. That was a really fun trip. But uh, yeah, we should, we, I mean, we can't post photos cause we've said too much, but there's like a really funny photo. Like it looks like, <laughs> like it's on the set of friends where there's like eight, nine of us all like at the bar. Like there's just so oh, many yeah. funny photos from that. trip. What was the purpose movie. of this trip by the way though? Now that you bring it up. Friendship well, Max, you should, you should try it on this trip to John's cottage. <laughs> well, we were both single and we were like, yeah. I think this is the last trip that we can ever go on together. This is like our last blast, Mike. Like it did, it did feel like a movie. Like it well, felt no, like an see, American Pie esque thing. It totally did. But the way the trip started was we had all gone. I think uh, to, to we'd been to Kwama before, so we'd done a group trip. And so what we wanted to do was we wanted to like we're like we need to do this with the gang again. We need to get like the eight, ten, twelve guys, and let's all just go somewhere. And the idea was. I remember we were like, we'd been out drinking the night before and we decided the next day, like in a little bit of a state to go to the flight center down in Metro Hall. And we're like, let's book this trip and then we'll just send the details to the guys and everybody's going to jump on board. <laughs> everybody's going to be like, let's go to Cuba, man. Mike and Shane are going to Cuba. We can't wait. And no fly, like uh, like like nothing. Like uh, what's the word? Crickets. Crickets. Yeah. Crickets. Like just like dudes were like, oh, busy working. So Shane, like, I guess it's me and you, buddy. Wasn't it in like August too or some yeah, weird it was, month? Oh, it was yeah. also so fucking dumb. We went yeah. at the hottest. We couldn't even hoop. We we picked a resort with a hoop. We paid more so that they had a fancy basketball net so that we could bat- play hoops for a week. And it was it was the hottest like day on record in August in Cuba. <laughs> we couldn't even play basketball without collapsing. Well, so, we like, played no 21, hoops. I think, for like five minutes. well you know what this is kind of feels like how you imagine uh seth uh rogan and evan what's it evan green what was it evan goldberg yeah evan goldberg and seth rogan how they write their movies it's just like these little vignettes that kind of can get tied together Mm -hmm. because you know there's like a scene where it's like you know, there's two cars that are talking shit and they pull over and then a little person jumps out of the of the trunk and starts beating somebody up. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's a scene in the movie, right? And then there's yeah. another scene where they're at the hotel and like the bride-to-be is cheating. And, you know, it's like all the... It, it can make for a very fun, fun movie. Uh, not, n- n- since I've seen Zola and we're talking about this, this kind of movie needs to happen more often. It feels like they don't happen as much as anymore. Like these sort of like coming of age, like fun, funny, stupid movies. Well, they definitely don't get the funding to go to theaters and have the stars in it where you'd actually like make note of it. I think a lot of these movies are being made on a very lower scale. Well, I mean, this would be a natural way to segue since we're talking about sort of hooking up while traveling. Uh, We could pivot to the Olympics and these weird beds and sort of the rules about not hooking up uh, while at the games. Uh, Essentially, the the Tokyo Olympic Games are happening in in two weeks, a week. I don't know. They're they're very close. And people are testing positive all over the place. Uh, The Delta is raging in Tokyo. So there's a lot going on. But aside from that, as one of the measures to sort of try and, I guess, stop the spread or 
interpersonal contact, uh, physical contact, they basically all of the beds in the Olympic village for the athletes. And by the way, historically, this has sort of been always been a, a sort of a narrative at the Olympics is that like everybody hooks up in Olympic village because it's like, you've got all of these like young athletes at the, the their physical prime sort of, you know, these people that do nothing but train. They're probably, I don't even know how many they're in relationships because they're so the whole sole focus is like competing in these Olympics. So when they get there and they all live in this athlete village, you know, we've seen stories about how they provide myriad of condoms all this stuff it's like unlimited so like because they know people are going to hook up i guess in order to prevent that they gave them there's a story um these basically wood boxes they look like something like a bed would come in not a bed and they, these <laughs> uh, and these <laughs> and these uh and these beds basically can't support the weight of two people so the idea is no sex it's like the titanic iceberg thing or whatever it was the piece of wood on the titanic it can only support one person Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the so essentially this was a deterrent. What do you guys think of this? Do you think that people should be allowed to hook up? No, or should they just not be doing the Olympics? Like this measure just seems silly to me. Also, people can hook up standing up. Oh, of course they can. And if you're young and like horny, you you do it on a bed of nails. Like it's not gonna stop you. Like who cares? But I definitely don't think the deterrent will work. Whether or not they should be shutting down the Olympics is uh, I don't know. What do you think, Max? No, I agree with you uh, that it won't work, uh, that deterrent. And yeah, it's just like where the Olympics are at right now, it's just like, it's. It, I guess Japan has a very low vaccination rate right now. Obviously, you're getting tens really? of thousands. Yeah, super low. You'd think that, you know, Japan is like such a interesting, like a kind of uh, efficient country. And I guess it's quite low. And yeah, you have all the tens of thousands of people from places all over the world going to the Olympics. It just seems like, it's. it doesn't seem like... anybody really wants it either. I know there's been so much money invested into throwing these games, but for me, one of the best things about the Olympics is just seeing the crowds there, right? It's like when somebody wins the hundred meter dash or, or any competition, and then they pan up to the crowd, you see their parents, you see people from their country cheering them on. That's the best thing ever. And it was weird enough when the NBA started playing games you know, in front of nobody, but they did a good job with, you know, keeping the the action on the court and they were able to like make a well-produced television product. But I just, there's so much downtime. I feel like in the Olympics, like so much of it is like waiting for the, the opening gun to start the race. You know, you know what, I mean? you know what I'm talking about? Like when you're watching the Olympics, it's like 2% competition and like 98% waiting around, which is okay. If you're looking at people in the crowd, but they don't have that anymore. I think it's going to be very odd. Do you think they'll ever be able to test people for sex? (laughs) COVID and sex. Yeah. But like, you know how like smoking weed, the runner got in trouble and she couldn't compete in the Olympics. Oh, yeah. If it was like, oh, you've had sex, you broke the rules, you can't compete anymore. Because sex could be considered a relaxant much in the Mm. same way weed can be. Because that was your big argument, Max. Yeah. Yeah. But- how can you tell if it's sex versus self-pleasure? Well, that's the thing. That's how advanced this system is, right? Like, I'm sure they it would be like a swab where they can see if it's it been in something. Do you think that they'll have like a, like a sex? This is the dumbest pod we've had in a while, by the way. Oh, it's good. This I like great. it. This is right excellent. in the pocket here. Do you yeah. think they'll be like a, a sex hotline for snitches? Like, oh, I think like that the, the guy from Germany yes. and the girl from the UK are hooking up. And then it's like they get banned from competition. Well, that would be tough because a lot of people would be cheating. And I mean, like, (laughs) I don't just mean on each other with sex. I mean, like, with the hotline, they would be cheating. They would be lying. It has Mm -hmm. to be a swab test. 
Mm. Hey, hey, Shane, how do you think you would do? Let's say they banned sex from the Olympics and you trained your whole life to be like the best 100 meter runner, right? And then the most beautiful Australian knocks. What on do door. you think, Max? <laughs> I also like the idea that he got in the Olympics for the sex village. Like, it's like he doesn't care about the sport. He just heard that it's, it's going like to be training so amazing. for Cancun. <laughs> What sport do I got the best shot at the Olympics at? I just got to get into that village. Well, it's like Ryan Lochte's kind of vibe, right? I feel like he yeah. could be kind of like that. Yeah. What about you, Max? Let's turn it on you. What would you do? Would you be you a went master to the Olympics, of restraint? Well, yeah. would I, I would uh, campaign that my event be held on the first day. So because basically once you're done the event, it's fine. Like because when we played the Olympics, uh, when we when, when I competed in the Olympics and um, when we got to go to Korea a couple of years ago, you could feel it like because the Kanda house was getting more and more populated as the games went on because the players, the athletes were done their competition and then they could just party. So you just want to get your event out, out of the way. If was they start there a lot of second. sexual energy floating around? Not towards our band, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think the, the athletes were focused on uh, each other, which makes sense. Yeah. And by the way, being in that village, like, are the athletes just like, everybody's just like in spectacular sort of shape, like sort of like the peak of their lives and all that? Yeah, I'd say so. But there's some some uh, like you know some like thicker guys you know like that are um, shop putters you know, maybe yeah that kind of thing so they don't necessarily look like your traditional athlete but obviously they're superb in their own way anyway um, let's guys, get to the Shane surprise no, let's do it let's do the Shane surprise <laughs> whatever you laughing at yeah. Shane <laughs> well just they're superb in their own way that was just funny <laughs> I like that I don't know <laughs> it's like the implying that they might that's not the be. title of um, this episode. So my my Shane surprise here is kind of on theme. Like, I don't know if anyone has heard of this, but uh, Max, this is more focused on you. Yeah. So in 21 years from now, how old will you be? Uh, well, I'm 34. Uh, 34 plus 20 is 44. 45. Right? No, 55. No, 55. Okay, 55. so in, in my estimation... That is because you're a little delayed in how everyone else's life has been going in terms of having kids. And I don't mm, want to sure. make you uncomfortable because I know you don't like talking about kids. But let's say yeah. you're no, 50- no, no, no. He doesn't like hanging around kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Both. But yeah. you're, the way I'm <laughs> estimating the way your life is going, like a lot of rock stars, they get into their late 50s, early 60s, sometimes even their 70s. But 55, some of them can start considering having children. At 55. <laughs> yes. It's com- like, what's his name? Uh, Mick Jagger just had another kid, right? Yeah, he's like 80. He's 80. So it's a rock star thing. But did you know that they're (laughs) predicting in 21 years from now, there's going to be zero sperm left? (laughs) What? What? It's a thing. Yes, this is a real thing. What's up? Well, Alex sent me this. And don't get all mad that Alex came up with this topic, but I'm going to just read it. So (laughs) Shanna Swan is an epidemiologist at Mount Sinai Medical Center in New York and author of the book Countdown which was published in February. Following current projections, sperm counts of the median man are set to reach zero in 2045. That means half of all men would have zero viable sperm and the rest would have very close to zero. So by this year. So I want to know, Max, does that concern you at all, knowing that the possibility of you having biological children might even be zero chance by the in 20 years from now? And if... 
Mike and I anticipated that you would be desperately wanting sperm in the next 20 years and we donated to a bank, which sperm would you cash in? <laughs> Mike or mine? Uh, no, I mean, this actually makes me feel better about my choices so far because if I'm, um, you know, I maybe your grandchildren and your grandchildren have nobody to mate with, then that sucks for them. So you're sending a bleak. You know, things are going to get bleak. It's just like, I'll at least have lived 55 years of like pretty good times, you know, knock on wood. So like, I think it's actually more stressful for anybody, any young person going into that situation. If you want to have kids and you can't have kids, that, that seems like a brutal situation. I can't believe that study is even real. To answer your second question, whose genes would I want? Oh, this is good. Because I like, I like Shane's height. Mm. I like both of your brains mm. a lot. Um... I like, um, you know, um, I, I don't have any Asian heritage in me. That would be mm. an interesting new- A little bit of Indonesian. Yeah, Indonesian. No. Uh, I'd like to experience a bit of that. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, it's like you guys both, it's uh, a good question. I mean, I'm trying to think who's the more stable of the two of you, and I really can't quite tell at this point. Mike um, looks very insulted after that uh, sentence was <laughs> stabilized. <laughs> Shane, you have stabilized. You you've had such a remarkable turnaround from from young Shane, or the way people perceived young Shane. Yeah, I feel like I got a bad uh, deal or whatever. Like maybe my honesty got me in more trouble than it should have. Okay, here's my answer. It is Sean Dawson. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect answer. Perfect. Perfect. All right, we'll wrap it up there. I'm very proud of you. Uh, all right. Thank you so much. That's it. That's all. That's our episode. Leave a comment, all that business. Uh, thank you for listening. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. See you tomorrow, Max. See you guys. Okay, bye. bye.